welcome to the latest episode of Dystopian Hot Dog with me, Tam Ryan. And I'm called Marvin Dickinson. Uh, how are you, mate? I'm, I'm alright, you? Yes. Yes. Good, so that concludes this episode <laughs> of Dystopian Hot Dog. We're quite short this week, aren't we? Yeah, but the content was strong. Quirky what we've done today, and yeah. I think that's, that's enough. Yeah. We were talking yesterday about the environment. Well, who, who when was, I say we, was? me and the builders... Because I always find that... Do we have to make that assumption that you were clearly talking about builders then, as listeners? Yeah, yeah. Because the because when you have a chat with the builders uh-huh. on, who are working on our house, yeah, there's a chance it might go in different directions. Yeah. Now, when I say we ended up talking about gay people, yeah, it was... It, it wasn't. It wasn't in a bad way, and I don't want people to just assume that I would have a bad conversation with builders about gay people. Maybe the builders, if they're living up to their YMCA role. They're not getting the roof done because they're mm. spending all the time up there doing doing <laughs> gay sex, <laughs> which in Fullwood, where we've moved to, is frowned upon a little bit because the next door neighbour told us when he moved in, mm. he found loads of letters that had been written to the local MP wanting um, gay marriage banned. Right. Yeah. Not to be confused with a gay marriage band, which is a band that turns up, especially at gay marriages, singing traditional <laughs> gay wedding songs. Which, like... Like... To pow, China in your hand <laughs> is an obvious one. We were talking about the environment with the builders. Okay, you didn't want to go down that I line. didn't want to go down that. And Billie Jean, obviously. Yeah. Talking about Greta Thunberg. Is it Thunberg or Thunberg? Not sure. I just, she's known at university as Greta. Greta. People don't like her, do they? Some people. They don't like her. Well, certain factions of society. Older people don't like her. That's what they're scared of a young girl telling ha- them how it is. Having a having an opinion. Having an opinion. Mm. How dare she? Mm. I'm talking to the builders about the environment and how scared young people are. Yeah. And it's hard for us who are a bit older to get as scared as them because it's not our thing. And no. we started to talk as builders. I'm not a builder. I started to talk with the builders. Did you did you think you were a builder? <laughs> Well, I asked, well, I said to her, I said, while we're having this conversation, can I hold a tool or something like that? <laughs> you don't want to say that to the gay builders. To the gay builders. So we're talking about Greta and we talked about what scared us when we were kids. Yeah. Nuclear war. I remember being fucking petrified in the mid 80s of nuclear war. So the way that I imagine how scared the young kids are these days about the environment, I can only imagine how scared I was as a kid. I remember, yeah. was it the five minute warning or whatever it was? Yeah. I remember being relieved that primary school was three minutes walk away. Yes. Because at least I could get to my mum's arms That's right. before we were all eviscerated. <laughs> well, it's funny you say nuclear war because do you know what my big... Uh, similarly, my biggest fear at school was quicksand. <laughs> I'm not sure it's the same. Well, it is similar because... No, it's not. No, it is. No, mate, it isn't. Well, not in isolation. I'm not suggesting not quicksand... Is the same as nuclear Not war. Not at any stage were the Russians and Americans threatening each other with quicksand, mate. And if they were... That... Well, no, but what I'm saying is, Go I know on. nuclear war is still a threat, in the, a distant threat. Because we're all about education here. Yeah. Because we're informing you, it's still out there as a threat, as is quicksand. But that's my point. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, thought, I thought when I was a kid, the biggest... My biggest fear was getting caught in quicksand. And it's turned out actually not to be as much as a problem as I imagined it might be when I was 12. So if Greta Thunberg was here now, you might sit down and go, look, I know you're worried about it. Yeah. But let me tell you about quicksand. Yeah. What are your th- what's your stance on quicksand? 
Because you sink so fast, Marvin. Yeah. If you if you do land in quicksand, what I'm saying is I haven't really encountered it. At least with nuclear war and being eviscerated, mm. there's a warning. Yeah. You can have a quick chat with your loved ones if yeah. you're nearby. You That's can ring right. them because we've got mobile phones now. Education again. Quicksand yeah. will fuck you very quickly. Yeah, well, you'll creep up on you. You won't be able to get to your phone. Yeah. Don't put your hands in. That's no. a thing. And often where quicksand is, more can be. It's not known for having a good signal there, I don't think. That's right. So what we're saying here is quicksand is far more of an omnipresent threat than nuclear war. Nuclear weapons may eventually be abolished, but not at the moment. Now, getting back to the, the, the point in hand here. Yeah. We started talking about the AIDS adverts from the 80s. Remember how scary oh, those fucking things were? Absolutely, yeah. yeah I was yeah. fucking 10, 11, 12 at school. Yeah. Knowing now what we know, I wasn't going to get AIDS. I wasn't going to get AIDS. What, what was it? Can we, have you got it up? Because I remember it distinctly. And, I, rec- and I, I watched it again on the Gareth Thomas documentary, which was on a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. So, and it played it do on you remember that. this advert? Go on. Let's play. Oh, yeah. I'll pause it. That music is being accompanied by the visual image of people being lowered like a 10-pin bowling alley, like pins. Yeah. Do you remember this advert? I do. Only gays and IV drug users were being killed by AIDS. At first, only gays and IV drug users were being killed by AIDS. Brackets. We didn't give a fuck back then. <laughs> yeah. Almost <laughs> suggesting that might have been... A bonus. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So at first, it was only them fuckers. Yeah. But now, we're seeing that it's not just them fuckers. Mm. So we better put out an advert scaring the shit out of you. Okay. This is 1987. But now we know every one of us could be devastated by it. And, and the image there, the sound, was of a, a ball from the Grim Reaper mm. being bowled down the Atla Lane and knocking out 90% of the humans on there. Who, who, are, the, who are the pins, as you mentioned? Yeah, I'm, I'm a kid when this is going out, as you were. Mm. Who's left? The fact is, over 50,000 men, women and children now carry the AIDS virus. That in three years, nearly 2,000 of Ooh. us will be dead. Just left the woman and the child. Oh, so we didn't get a strike. In World War Two. More victims in World War Two. But AIDS can be stopped and you can help stop it. So AIDS can be stopped. And, and what, what, what the image is giving there as well is loads of Grim Reapers at a huge bowling alley. Now, where is this bowling alley? Is this linked to a cinema? But, but back in the 80s, I think they stood alone, didn't they? Yeah. I it wasn't like the, a multiplex back no, in the 80s, No, I went to the, su- the Super Bowl complex. They might have an arcade, a place to get some burger and chips, but yeah. there wouldn't be a cinema complex. No, no. But also, there wouldn't be multiple Grim Reapers. I don't remember that many Grim Reapers no. being about, but they were showing a video saying that the Grim Reapers are coming. Don't go bowling with them. Yeah. Because you'll end up getting AIDS. You know, like you ate quad bikes. Yeah. But if you tweet anything to do with quad bikes, they just retweet it. You yeah. could be saying quad and bikes are shit yeah. and just for pricks. Yeah. And they retweet That's it. How did the British Temping Bowling Association feel when they saw loads of Grim Reapers chucking AIDS at everyone, <laughs> but doing it in a Temping Bowling Alley? Because any publicity is good publicity. Well, listen, you could argue Temping Bowling, which was big in the 80s and 90s, I think had like, a, AIDS. Ha, like AIDS had a lull, but has recently actually re-emerged. And I wonder if this is all linked. And I googled because I was looking for this advert, so I googled ten pin bowling 
AIDS. But what I got was AIDS for temping bowling. You know, like the glove that they use and things like that. <laughs> to sort of steady the firm up yeah. the wrist. So, so, but, but, and, and I don't know if that's a glove to protect you from getting killed in the bowling alley of it, bowling AIDS. Uh-huh. So I don't know. I didn't do enough looking into it. They had shoes, special shoes. Yeah. Preventative AIDS shoes. Uh. <laughs> Anti-AIDS shoes. So we've always had these youngsters who were scared of, of dystopia. Mm. Whether it was us in the 80s with bowling AIDS. Yeah. Or whether it's the Thumberg now. Yeah. Thumberg iceberg. Quicksand in yeah. the 80s. Yeah, quicksand was a big thing. All this just from a chat with the builders. You know, I spoke earlier, probably in a previous episode, about being in Brighton for three days where I found myself and I'm a different person. I've become Brighton. Yes. I was visiting my cousin, who's a great lad called Jamie, going through a tough time at the minute, bless him. But God bless you, Jamie. Yeah, but he's an absolute top lad. He does very impulsive things. And one of the impulsive things he does is buy cars. And he decided that he wanted to buy an Audi A4. We all want to buy an Audi A4. I don't think he had the, re- the requisite... Uh, requisite. Requisite modo. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't have the requisite modo. Give some personal finance for colour! With me, requisite modo! I'm suddenly an American! Requisite modo is a great character, can I just say? <laughs> He's magnificent. But what comes before requisite modo? Hey, pre-requisite modo! Kovachuk forgotten about but requisite modo <laughs> will be a regular feature <laughs> if I can promise you one thing listeners requisite modo is born oh. um, so yes but back, back to uh, this tale he didn't have the required funds right so he's, he's looked online but he's got it in his head I'm going to I'm going to buy I'm going to buy an Audi A4 today he's doing it so he finds this advert it's suspiciously perfect because this Audi A4 has come in. It's pretty new and it's seven grand. He ain't got seven grand, but he's got a credit card. Yeah. Shovel together the deposit. So in Birmingham, he's in Brighton. It's Notting Hill Carnival that day. He's got right. to go via London up to Birmingham. He books a single train ticket to go and see Mohammed. He's spoken to Mohammed, and Mohammed has said, It's uh, a beautiful car. It's clean. It's only done 15,000 miles. Got full service history. It's immaculate condition. It's perfect. Classic Mohammed, straight down the middle. Jamie liked the cut of his jib. He saw yeah. the pictures. He asked for presenting evidence. He's on board with this deal. He's decided he's going to travel the miles to get to Mohammed and, and the car. He's done it. Single ticket because he's driving the car home, isn't he? Ah, yeah. Got a grand out of the bank deposit. Yeah. Put it in his trainer. In his what? In his trainer. I don't know why he chose to do that, and it's a point that I didn't raise with him. His trainer. His trainer. The trainer that he's wearing. They're not. He's, he's not, not using gone with... his trainer as a wallet. No, because we've got car keys for jackets. He's... Hey, you're looking for a house but got no money? Maybe you're Scottish. Come to me for the finances. Requisite model. The bells. I'm an American. You see, the Scottish would like him because they like Bell's whiskey. There's a natural oh, affection mate, the for Requisite Modo. I'm really, really enjoying <laughs> Requisite Modo. He's landed in Birmingham. He's not. He's gone to New Street, Birmingham. He's going gone to a backwater of Birmingham. He's got a taxi there. He's got his thousand pound in his trainer. Now I've got to tell you, his girlfriend has said, "Jamie, 
you do this all the time. Try and buy a car and it never works out. The car will be shit, Mohammed will lie, you will return with no car and we could have spent this day together because I'm off work because it's Bank Holiday Monday. She's on to him. She does not want him to go. Jamie is a very strong-willed individual. No, I am going. I am going to Birmingham to see Mohammed and buy the Audi A4. Chipped up at this location. Service history is missing. There's been dodgy repairs to the wing. The cars are fucking rust bucket. Oh, shit. Lying bastard, Mohammed. Mohammed, though, has said, come on then, mate. What do you think? Jamie's in a perilous position now because he's away from home. He doesn't know where he is. He's in the backwaters of Birmingham somewhere. Mohammed's got two mates lurking in the distance. Do we know their names? That, the I didn't find out their names, no. and I don't think we'd still know their names. Because no. this, to me, Mohammed's a religious name. You trust him. It's like finding out, oh, I'm going to go and buy a car off Jesus. Yeah, well, maybe. Or... Someone called Jesus would never rip you off. This religious guy, who we think's a religious guy, has got yeah. two fucking arseholes yeah, backing him yeah, up as yeah, well. Yeah. And he's basically now bullying Jamie into buying his car. That's right. Jamie's got a grand in his trainer, remember? And he said, no, mate, I'm not buying it. And then he suddenly thinks, am I going to get back? I don't know where I am. So he turns around to Mohammed and he says, I'm not going to buy the car, but can you give me a lift to New Street Station? Brilliant move. Yeah. Now, Mohammed then turned around in a sinister way. Oh, I can give you a lift. But Jamie, seeing the best of in people, thought, excellent. <laughs> maybe he's not so bad after all yeah it's like my little lad when he's in Morrison's saying can I get this can I get this and I say tell you what you will get and he goes oh what yeah <laughs> it's yeah. that isn't it yeah yeah a comic oh, oh what, what? Oh, yeah. yeah toy it's, it's totally that so he's got he's got in the car and Mohammed has gone like shit off a shovel and Jamie said he's never seen anyone drive as fast he said it was like a rally driver through the back streets oh, They've arrived at New, New Street. Mohammed's got out the car, walked around the back of the car like a boss, you know, like an old school gangster. Yeah. Flung open the door and looked at him and my cousin and said, get out of my fucking car. Now Jamie's like, thanks very much, Mohammed. Mohammed then gets back in the car, nothing's seen of him again. Jamie then buys a ticket to go back to Brighton. As to, the main thing on his mind is explaining this to his new girlfriend. Can be a bit highly strong. He's having to play a lot of hierarchies in Jamie, isn't he? He's got, yeah. he's got Mohammed's really poor customer service. Yeah, really poor. Other half who's really invested in him, obviously, emotionally. And... Yeah. So he's got back to Brighton, and immediately his girlfriend has grilled him. Jamie, why is it always the same? Why am I with you? You always go to buy cars, and they never exa- you never return with a car. You never return. You waste money left, right, and centre. You could have had the whole day together. We could have gone on holiday. Why didn't we go on a day trip? Why didn't I do? And she's bullet pointing him. And he said, I felt myself just going and going and going and going. And why do you always. And he just turned around and went, Hayley! Mohammed was not the guy I thought he was! (laughs) We've all said it. Listen to this story. I mean, first of all, headline. Woman claims adopted girl she abandoned was really an adult dwarf who wanted to kill her family. Say that again, please. There's a lot of shit going on. Say that again. Woman claims adopted girl that she abandoned was really an adult dwarf 
who wanted to kill her family. Jesus. If Netflix were going to serialise this, it's 16 episodes. Hang on, I'm, I'm focusing first on the adopted girl bit. Yeah. So she's gone through the process of adoption. Yeah. This isn't easy. Yeah. No, no, yeah. Let me start with that. First of all, it sounds like a headline from, I'd say a publication like the Daily Sport. Yeah. Telegraph. Wow. So just to give it some some credence. Yeah, although the Tory graph is, you know... We're, we're, you know yeah, we're not, we're not. I know what you say, but, but uh, yes, but... Well, this, isn't po- this isn't political, this is... Uh, this is genuine story. This is the adoption process gone fucking bananas. Yeah. Which country is this in? America. Oh, of course. But the adopted girl, who is allegedly a dwarf... Hang on, but there's, there's from, always clues. Yeah. You can't say allegedly a dwarf if she's 5'10". Well, here's the interesting thing, Marvin. When they adopted her, she was nine years old. She's from the Ukraine originally. What what country does the Ukraine border? Russia, mate. Thank you. Just bear that in mind, listeners. Fucking Russians. Okay, then. Break this down. Christine Barnett and her ex-husband, now ex-husband, Michael Barnett were charged with neglect after leaving Ukraine-born Natalie Grace, I think it's Natalia Grace, so yeah. well done, Telegraph, in an apartment shortly before the family moved to Canada in 2013. Information there that's not crucial to the story. Left her in a flat. That bit's crucial. So, But, but, but to be fair, if you're going to leave a child, have they left Cartoon Network on? Have they left popcorn, a bowl of popcorn there? But but how long have they left? Have they left a full Mate, stop? They've gone. They've gone. Okay, so they've ceased contact. But they're paying no rent. But what I am saying is, and I know it's, I know it might be frowned upon, but sometimes it is okay to leave your kids for a period of time if if they've got enough to distract them. Yeah. Okay. For, for but that period of time is is the important part of that sentence, yeah. isn't it? This could be seen as complete abandonment. Yeah. That, well, this is where this is where it's a grey area, isn't it? Now then. When they first adopted this girl, now they've adopted before this couple, right? They saw this girl and she was nine years old and she was small for her age. Okay. They've taken her in and this is what was happening after one year of the girl, Natalia. She was hiding knives in our couches. Fucking hell. Because that's not a knife rack, is it? No. The couch is a place to sit back watch NFL you'll find Maltesers down the back of a couch coins. you'll find keys coins Lego what you don't want to find is a 12 inch blade yeah do they know it was her because if, if they've realised they've made an error with her they could be framing her okay. but I'm happy to go along with it at this stage and see well, that it's her this is the quote it's the Rusky this is the quote she was talking about how she was going to kill family members now that's an extra layer of information for us yep. which does Sort of push her into the frame. Next clause. She put chemicals in our coffee. Classic Russian trick. Very Russian. Yeah, we'll build up the arms. I mean, she's from the Ukraine, so let's separate, but we're in the Eastern Bloc. It's all the same, mate. I, mate okay. if well, you, if, you were saying the West Indies was a se- and Russia were essentially the same place. And also, the East Riding of Yorkshire was essentially Russian. <laughs> West Indians are Russian. They, they have a foothold everywhere. <laughs> yes. Yes. The fact that they go and do the accent in yeah. the West Indies and black up, it makes me very, very... They're, they're not even politically correct in the way no. they do things. No. But So hang on. So so this is a classic Russian trick, though. Because they've built up the arms, the weapons, mm-hmm. but they don't hit you with the weapons. Mm-hmm. They just get you scared of the weapons and then they sneak in with the chemicals. <laughs> Fucking hell. But she's nine. Or so we think. Yes. Let's just leave that there. 
Small for age. She was ass. jumping out of move in front of moving cars. Next clause. She was smearing blood on mirrors. This is extra layers. I'm, I think she might just be fucking mad. She was doing things you could never imagine a little child doing. Thanks for that sentence. We, we've probably made that assumption. Yeah, yeah, we've got there. This is one of the most frightening things. She would stand over people in their sleep, be standing in the middle of the room, and say, I'm waiting for the right time. <laughs> This nine-year-old oh who's God. been with this couple for 12 months is is effectively just psychologically torturing her new foster parents. Now, there's a message here. If you're going to adopt, mm. adopt! Don't adopt anything east of Hull. <laughs> if you get to Hull yeah. and you've not adopted yet, yeah. don't look any further. Yes, you're right, mate. Rain right. it back in, turn round... Go towards York. No, you're absolutely correct. Absolutely correct. Fucking hell. How has this kid got through the process? Well, listen, mate. It's We've barely touched upon this story yet because... And I'm just going to get uh, a slightly different publication. She's got... Views there's knives. This. She's got the chemicals. She's smearing blood on, on the glass. She's dodging traffic. She's standing in the middle of the bedroom saying, I'm waiting for the right time. Do I have a look at her? Stephen King shit. There she is. Look at the arms. It is a dwarf. It's a dwarf. This is a dwarf. So uh, she started to get suspicious. Started to get suspicious (laughs) after all of this. It's just a phase. This thing where she's standing in the middle of the bedroom at night saying, I'm waiting for the right time. It's just the phase. She'll pass yeah, through it. A bit like Barney, my son, who's weeing his pants at the moment. Yeah, it's like Darcy, who's a bit upset going into school at the moment. It's yeah, just the phase. Frightened of bees. The chemicals in the cereal, it'll pass. <laughs> Fucking hell. Says, yeah, says Indianapolis uh, social worker. So they start to suspect Natalie was no innocent orphan. Really? After she's she... no Annie, is she? No, she's no Annie. <laughs> she's no Annie. But what a better film it would have been. Fucking hell. I'm going to kill you tomorrow. <laughs> going to poison your coffee with these chemicals. You bastards. <laughs> Amazing. The right time tomorrow. (laughs) Annie versus Natalia is the fucking reboot that we're looking for. Forget Predator versus Alien. Yeah, this is it. The Clash of the Orphans. (laughs) They they were told when they adopted her, and this is a crucial piece of information, that uh, she had medical issues including a bone growth disorder and vision problems. But she came with a birth certificate. That's the thing. Yeah. It's like she's got her MLT and her service history. Correct. Anyhow, turns out that this girl is a dwarf who is 22. Right. She's 22. The birth certificate falsified. We don't know who's responsible for that. So these poor fuckers, yeah, the parents who've taken her in with the best intentions, they've thought they're getting a little girl who's got a few medical issues. And that's probably helped them fall in love with her a little bit. Of course it has. They want to help. They're thinking, we've got our healthy kids. Let's get a child from a far off land who's got one or two things going against her. We can help her in the land of freedom and apple pie. Uncle Sam. Uncle Sam is here for you. Correct. You little blind cunt. We didn't say she's blind she, or no, a cunt, but she problems. did turn out to be a cunt. But yeah, she, well, she did. Yeah, absolutely. First few years, that she's terrorising them. She's 
Menstruating in the bath, maybe that shouldn't have been the second clause. That's not a crime, is it? <laughs> well, it is in my book. Okay, mate, okay. And she's actually a demonic dwarf. <laughs> a demonic menstruating dwarf. <laughs> Great. All, Great the, all the most dangerous dwarves yeah. menstruate. Yeah. And that's why Big Mick will never be the most dangerous dwarf. <laughs> well, imagine... If she teamed up with Mick at oh, Wimbledon this year, sake. I'd be like, fucking the Cagney and Mate piece. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> the Dempsey and Lacey. Cagney and Mate piece. <laughs> fucking hell. Because the last thing that the menstruating dwarf wants to do is make peace. <laughs> That's why it's such a good name for it. Fucking hell, that's uh, funny. Dear. So there you go, everyone. Just be careful of de- demonic menstruating dwarfs. Yeah, but, and, and check out who's selling it to you. Because imagine at the other end, the family that are getting rid of this little fucker. Imagine the high fives that went on in that house when they finally got her out. <laughs> Tony, uh, you, you have a much brighter future over in Uncle Sam. Yeah, yeah. Here, here you go. You build, you take your teddy, take, take your chemicals, <laughs> take your tampons. Don't use the tampons, just get in the bath. <laughs> So be careful where you're buying your dwarves. <laughs> Seagulls. A couple of stories have emerged. Jeremy Clarkson on his farm. So they've turned up the seagulls. And I think the seagulls, it's no accident. Because yeah, seagulls aren't stupid. Yeah, no. They've targeted Clarkson. Yeah. Chipping Norton in Oxfordshire. Same yeah. place as Cameron lives. Yeah. So... Some of the seagulls have gone off towards Devon to nick the Chihuahuas and gone off over the Atlantic. The other ones have gone, Terry, we're just going to go via... We're just going to go via that dick. Who do you mean? Which dick particularly? That fucking Clarkson prick. We'll meet you in Maine. Right. Yeah, no problem. I'll probably be two days on Clarkson. I want to fuck his crops right up. Pick me up a Chihuahua. No problem, Wayne. Safe flight. So they've, they've gone into a place now where they're, they're the new paparazzi almost yeah. as well. Plaguing yeah. the A-listers, yeah. which I enjoy. Sensational. Now, in, in another setting, they're sticking to basics. But this was a matter of time because we know that they've gone for chihuahuas. Mm. We know that they're eating rabbits. Yeah. We know they'll eat, they'll eat anything, basically. Yeah. Metro, this is 24th of September, so this is this week. Toddler attacked by seagull in a pram after mum gave her a biscuit. Hang on, is the seagull in a pram? <laughs> Toddler attacked by seagull in a pram after mum gave her a biscuit. So the Russian seagulls, putting on Rochdale accents, hiding in prams. So a toddler was left covered in blood after a seagull attempted to snatch a biscuit from her hand during a family trip to the seaside. It was horrendous. She was screaming. It was just awful. I don't know if she's on about the seagull or the child. We don't know. But here's the thing later on. She says, in Land Dudno, you can't enjoy anything plagued by seagulls. So if she knows as the mother that you can't enjoy anything, why is she giving her child a biscuit? <laughs> That's the real crux of the matter. She already knows you can't go to Land Dudno because of the seagulls. Where shall we go today, Wayne, for a day out? You'll finish your mechanics shift. I'm only in London. No, don't you know? Yes. So, she knows. <laughs> she knows when she turns around to Wayne and says, do you fancy a day out in London? No. She knows, because she says it later on, yeah. you can't Quote. enjoy anything. Quote, you can't enjoy anything. 
the shit about the seagull to do? Yeah. The seagull's being a fucking seagull. It's like going to the zoo, putting your child in the middle of a cage with the lion, say, yeah, I love, have a lamb chop. She's baiting the seagull. Has yeah. she got an agenda? Has she got an agenda? Her name's Sienna Byrne. Mm. You know? And here's a bit... can't read anything in there. No. <laughs> Where is it? This. Oh, here she says, the mother is also warning parents not to feed their children unless they are, quote, a quarter of a mile away from the seafront to avoid a repeat attack. How does she know? She doesn't know. Because she's in on it. She's setting up kids to be eaten by the fucking seagulls. She's telling all the seagulls, go a quarter of a mile away. <laughs> I'll tell all the other mums to feed their kids biscuits a quarter of a mile away. Marvin, are you suggesting Burnt Sienna is is working for the seagulls? I'm saying, mate, there's a picture of her here that looks like a woman. I'm saying she could be a seagull. Last thing on the seagulls. Headline, BBC website. Injured seagull photographed with arrow embedded in head in Elgin. Not top of Scotland. And there Elgin. it is. And there it is. It the actual like, photograph. Uh, yeah, it looks like A.D. Lewis has just sort of nipped up and missed double tops. Yeah, and it's hit a seagull. Nature photographer Mrs. Morrison doesn't give her first name. <laughs> Weird. Secret agent. You know what I'm thinking? I do. I've always got a camera just in case. Yeah, of course you have, Mrs. Morrison. Yeah. Well, just get out this, this top-of-the-range Pentax. It was there for ages, this seagull walking about, pecking away. Then I saw this solid-looking arrow. It was well-embedded. Solid looking arrow, as opposed to fucking what? Gaseous In- arrow. <laughs> it's a steamy arrow. This steamy arrow, this hologram of a steam arrow, was just fucking hovering around this seagull. This is important. She added that the bird had otherwise seemed healthy. Now, this is new levels of fucking hard as nails because you know Frankenstein at Halloween where you can put the bolts on your head <laughs> yeah. or like the, the cowboy outfit where you got an arrow <laughs> through your neck is this the seagull playing us at our own fancy dress game <laughs> is there a whole industry of seagull fancy dress <laughs> hey it's on it I'm nipping up to Elgin <laughs> them daft fuckers they don't know we do fancy dress as seagulls so whenever you see an owl yeah. that's not an owl that's a seagull dressed as an owl. Ladybird, ladybird, fly away home. What are you envisaging? Springtime, Bill Oddie. Springtime, Bill Oddie's talking to Ladybird yeah. maybe in his garden. Yeah, off you go. Off you go. Prince Charles is over there talking to a geranium. Bill Oddie's here talking to the ladybirds. Yeah. Doolittle's over there talking to a tiger. Attenborough, not here, couldn't afford him. No, well, he's passed away by this stage. Oh, he's gone. Well, rest in peace. Yeah, sorry. I didn't mean to bring that news to you. Ladybird, ladybird, fly away home. Lovely. Next lines. Your house is on fire, your children are gone. (laughs) Bombshell. Bombshell. So you think it's nice? Ladybird, ladybird, fly away home. Your house is on fire, your children are gone. Doesn't rhyme. For a ladybird, you can't hold a hose pipe or a bucket of water. No, you're no. a ladybird. You can't, you're, you're powerless. You're, you're pretty powerless as a ladybird. You've got the power of flight, mm. but that's about it. Mm. Got a nice jacket on. And no matter how fast you can flap those ladybird wings, 
you're not going to put a fire out. You're not going to flap the fire out. All you're going to do is create more oxygen and increase the flames. No, she's not been able to afford housing insurance, house insurance, because on the form that she filled out, she Mm. didn't even have the power to get money from requisite model. (laughs) He's an American. The the nursery rhyme moves on. Ladybird, ladybird, fly away home. Your house is on fire, your children are gone. All except one, and her name is Anne, and she crept under the frying pan. She started it. Oh, Anne's to blame. Anne started it. She's she a went under, She went under the frying pan where yeah. the sausages have been left on by yeah. the ladybird. She nipped out to see Bill Oddie to talk about the TV show next week. Yeah. He's going to do a ladybird special. Yeah. That was how she was going to get money together to pay for the house insurance that she can't afford. From requisite model. Yeah. He's an American. Anne has had a fallout with all her siblings, walked along using the frame pan as like an umbrella. Yeah, she's turned it upside down, literally. Literally turned it upside down so that the flames fall off. They don't gather in the pan, because there's oil in the pan. She's sacrificed the sausages, they've gone. That's yeah. a big thing because ladybirds love pork sausages. <laughs> they do. They're a fucker for a barbecue, ladybird. Yeah. yeah. Which is what's got them into this situation. She's known that. She knows how to bait them. She yeah. knows how to bait her siblings. Out of the frying pan into the fire. Oh. She's gone out of the fire under the frying pan. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, mate, that's it. That's enough. We're done. Stop. End of Caput. Finito. Good night, Vienna. And um, the rest of the world. Do you reckon we've got any listeners in Austria? I think... No. No, I don't think we are. Didn't, didn't you show me, though, that our listenership... With some weird listeners, yeah? We've listeners in India, mate. Yeah, well, I don't know why you do that. If you're listening in, in Calcutta, will you let us know why you're doing that? I don't know why it would appeal to that demographic and maybe I shouldn't be complaining about it. Maybe they're luring us in. Maybe the Indians are in cahoots with the Russians. Mm. We've we've got no listeners in Russia, by the way. We can't go to Russia, me or you, ever. No. Ever. We'll never come out of Russia if we go to Russia. I don't even think the British Embassy will save us. Or the Russians in India, is my thought now. Right. Thinking about that. Yeah, maybe then. They're hiding themselves... In the fabric of other countries. We know that the Russians are a bit behind the times as well and they'd happily brown up. People don't brown up in our country anymore. Jolson killed that. Jolson hammered that. Although Trudeau, the Canadian, he's trying to bring it back, isn't he? The Canadian president. Yeah. He's got a penchant for um, browning up, hasn't he? And blacking up. Apparently so. Surprising for a Canadian. Because they're, do- they're very inoffensive. Well, well, it's very surprising for a seemingly very left-wing Canadian like Trudeau. Sure. Right. So are the Canadians also Russians? Problem is for you, Marv, now you're getting, a li- you're getting so wound up by trying to find the links of where the Russians started infiltrating the world to, to get to dystopian yeah. hot dog. Yeah. That it's driving you insane. I had a racist mate in the 90s who used to call Chinese people links, short for cufflinks. So when you said you're looking for links, yeah. you took me back to him... Are the Chinese Russians? Is it going to get to stage where the only people left who aren't Russians are... Me and you. Me and you. We'll start suspecting our family members. <laughs> yeah. Watch out for them Russians. Yeah, but thanks for listening again. Yeah. And um, we love you. Um, go forth, multiply, have sex, basically, when keep, it says that, keep, isn't it? Keep the race is, going. Is that what it says? Go forth and multiply. Is that the end of Star Trek? Uh, Yeah. So at the end of Star Trek, they basically say, now you've got a Star Trek, go go off yeah. shagging. Credits are done, off you go. <laughs> yeah. Upstairs. Because we know what Spock's up to. <laughs> 
with them ears. No, yeah, no. so uh, happy shagging. Thanks a lot. Yeah, ta-ra. <laughs>